Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. Well, a very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me on this February 6th, 2020. My name is Jim Manfredonia. As always, it's a great joy to be here with you, thanking you for the time, taking the time out of your busy day and the busyness of your day to share this hour with me and all of our family. I used to say all of our radio family, but it's all of our family because we're people watching and listening on so many different platforms right now. And going around the world. In fact, I want to say hello. Big shout out. I just got a, I think I got an email earlier. I just thought of it as I was coming on the air and should have had it ready to go here. Um, but it was from a friend out in uh, Texas who watches and listens on, uh, I guess, on Facebook. We got a little notice. Is that what it was? Adela, thank you. Uh, out in Dilly, Texas. I listen to your podcast. Thank you very much, uh, Adela. Appreciate that. So you never know, my friends, who you're reaching and who's listening, who's watching. And, of course, coming to you live right now on this February 6th on all of our domestic church media stations here, our radio stations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. But also coming to you live, streaming audio from our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. You can also watch the live video stream on our website at the same time, and that's at domesticchurchmedia.org. Coming to you live on the Amazon Echo and Google Home devices. All you have to do is uh, say, play Domestic Church Media, and we'll stream live there. And also on uh, YouTube, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Domestic Church Media. And also our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Domestic Church Media. And let's see. Oh, our, hey, can't forget about it. Our free mobile app, you got to download this. I'm telling you, it's free, first of all, so there's no reason not to have it. All you have to do is go to your app store and search for Domestic Church Media and then download the mobile app. It's free. It doesn't cost you a thing. It We pay for it, and uh, we feel it's certainly worth the investment on our end to do that because it gives you access, and anybody who downloads it, not just access to all things Domestic Church Media, of course, in doing that, you can listen to our live broadcast, you can listen to our podcasts, you can watch our video archives, and listen to our audio archives, as well as, my brothers and sisters, a plethora of other Catholic resources, like the daily Mass readings, morning prayer, evening prayer, night prayer, uh, the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The entire Catechism is on there. The entire Bible is on there. Um, also, uh, all types of prayers, Saint of the Day, there's mass times. There is uh, an examination of conscience for when you go make confession and maybe pray it every night before you go to bed. As part of your night prayer, we should be doing that. Uh, but also the other resources like those um, authentic, traditional, and faithful uh, Catholic periodicals like the National Catholic Register, our Sunday Visitor, L'Osservatorio Romano, and other Catholic. It's all on there, and it's all free. I used to have an app for every single one of those things I just mentioned, but now it's all contained in the free Domestic Church Media mobile app. So go to your app store and do that. I didn't mean to make a plug now while well, I'm going to pray first, but I'm thinking as I'm 
as I'm rolling along here. But let's pray first, and then we'll get into more stuff, okay? Before we do anything else, it is Catechism Day, and uh, we'll get to all of that. But first, we have to pray, my brothers and sisters, and I love praying these prayers for—actually, praying prayers to our children and grandchildren's guardian angels. Now, if you don't have children or grandchildren, maybe you have godchildren. Uh, maybe you have spiritual children. You know, I know there's people. a lot of people like to adopt spiritual children uh, in whatever way. And if it's not children, it's it's siblings, it's loved ones. Let's just put it that way. But this particular prayer is for uh, praying to our children and gra- grandchildren's guardian angels. And then we pray the prayer uh, for, to protect our homes from evil. And uh, boy, do we need that today, right? Uh, so let's begin. As we pray now, my friends, I mentioned to you yesterday and the day before that we did hear from Maria, our dear young friend Maria, 16 years old, who was suffering from a an inoperable tumor on her brainstem. You know, all of last year, we prayed for the intercession of Mother Maria Kalpis and other prayers for Maria healing. Um, it, and her doctors, we were told, now she was diagnosed a year ago, January 31st, not this, not a few days ago, but a year ago. January 31st, uh, and at that time, the doctors in both uh, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and also the Children's Hospital down in Washington, D.C., only gave her three to six to nine months at the most. Here it is over a year later. Her parents brought her uh, out of the country um, for uh, treatment that uh, was not yet approved here in the U.S. She's now in San Diego because she did take a turn for the worse She's in intensive care, um, and we were told this morning that I guess around 4 o'clock uh, California time, when they were praying with her over her, she's in ICU on oxygen, I had given her mom and dad a set of rosaries that Bishop O'Connell gave to me. I, I had asked the bishop when we first got our chapel if he could get me a, a relic of John Paul II. <laughs> If you need a relic, ask a bishop, right? Um, out of the kindness of his heart, Bishop O'Connell gave me a, a, a set of rosaries that at the time Pope John Paul, now St. John Paul, had given to him, Bishop O'Connell. So Bishop gave me those rosaries, and I keep them in the chapel here that John Paul gave to Bishop O'Connell, and I let uh, Maria's parents take these rosaries because they, they felt a call most recently to begin invoking St. John Paul the Great's intercession. So I uh, gave them the rosary to take, and um, I was told, we were told, Cheryl got an email or text last night from Maria's mom that around 4 o'clock in the morning their time they were praying, and when they were praying the fourth decade of the Luminous Mysteries and let Maria touch the rosary of John Paul, her eyes opened. And I, I, I texted them this morning, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm, and we don't know what the Lord's will is in this. We don't know. And we pray, we're praying for a miracle. And as we are now, what seems to be at a, at a, at a very critical juncture in this journey, uh, I texted uh, her mom and dad this morning, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded, because this has carried me through our work here at the Apostolate for so many years, and the very, I've shared this with you so many times, but it has still, and still carries me through. Because God rest his soul, and I pray one day he's counted among the blessed in the canon of saints. Our dear friend, the late Father Benedict Rochelle, 
called me that, I'll never forget that Sunday, that spring Sunday afternoon, as we were just beginning the work so many years ago. And he said to me, Father said to me, Jim, I'm just calling to see how you're doing. And I said, Father, I said, I'm on, I, I, I don't have any money, or I think we're going to, we can't do this anymore. We were just, just beginning. I was buying time on a local radio station in, uh, in Camden. And he said, oh, don't worry. The Lord always takes you right to the edge. He does it to me all the time. So I texted Maria's parents today, and I said just that. I'm reminded of Father Groeschel's words to me. The Lord, for whatever reason in his divine wisdom, takes us right to the edge at times like this. And so we're going to pray. And, and again, we don't know what God's will is in all this. We know we're, every single one of us is given a limited amount of time on this earth. Every one of us. We know that nobody's here permanently. And, and, and for some, that, that time is, is minimal. For some, you know, the, the actor Kirk Douglas just passed away. yesterday. he was 103 years old. We don't know how much time people are given. But we know in the course of our time on this planet, in this world, that we're, we're given mission. And when that mission is done, and the Lord knows in his great love for us, that we're called home, we're called home. I always think of what Mother Angelica said when someone called her once who had lost a child and couldn't understand how God, quote-unquote, could do this. And Mother said, you know, this is her own, Mother Angelica's own theory, that when we see something like that happen, it was at that moment, for any one of us, no matter whatever time it is that we're called home, Mother said that that was the moment, the exact moment, at which we could attain the highest level of heaven. And that thought is so comforting to anyone who suffers any personal loss like that, whether it be through a miscarriage or someone who has lived a long, full life. When the Lord calls them home, it's at that very second that that soul will attain the highest level of heaven. So let's keep that in mind. Let's pray, my friends. And I invite you all now to join me in whatever your intentions are. You know, we come together like this, and I see we have people watching on YouTube, people watching on Facebook, people watching on our homepage, people listening literally all over the world, people in, in, in other parts of this world, in other parts of this country. So the prayers are powerful. So let's go now, as Bruce will say, I don't want to steal his, his, his catchphrase, but let's go to the throne of grace with these prayers and begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And as I said, we're going to pray these prayers to our, the guardian angels of our children, who, especially young people today and our children and grandchildren who need so much protection from the enemy and the evil in the world today. I humbly salute you, O faithful, heavenly friends of my children. I give you heartfelt thanks for all the love and goodness you show them. At some future day, I shall, with thanks more worthy than I can now give, repay your care for them. And before the whole heavenly court, acknowledge their indebtedness to your guidance and protection. Continue to watch over them, provide for all their needs of body and soul. Pray likewise for me, my spouse, and my whole family that we may all one day rejoice in your blessed company. 
And Lord, we beg you to visit the homes of our children and our home and banish from them all the deadly power of the enemy. May your holy angels dwell in our homes to keep us in peace, and may your blessing be upon us always. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And we'll pray our prayer to St. Michael the Archangel and to the Subtum Presidium prayer, my brothers and sisters, to protect the church from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. St. Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, thank you, my friends, as always, for praying, and, and keep those prayer intentions coming in, you know. We need to pray with and for each other. Our apostolate always needs your, your prayers. You know, the devil hates this work. He hates everybody who's involved. He hates everybody who supports it. He can't stand what we're doing here. I think back many, many, many years ago when we first went on the air, uh, how he, you know, was at that point in time uh, sitting in his easy chair with his feet up on his, his rotten desk, smoking his rotten cigar, figuring he had it pretty easy around here. And when the Lord allowed this apostolate to, to uh, become uh, what it is today, such an enormous threat to the prince of this world, and his kingdom. He can't stand it. He has been trying from the very beginning <laughs> to do whatever he can uh, to distract us, and he knows he can try, but he ain't going to succeed to destroy us. We are here to serve Almighty God. We are here to serve the church founded by Jesus Christ, the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. And as we come together as brothers and sisters in the Lord, you know, we, there's so much division in the world, which is a a fruit of the devil. Uh, there's so much dissension. There's so much anger and hatred which come from the, the, the rotten heart of the, he doesn't even have a heart, the, the, the rotten thoughts of the, of the enemy. That, that we know the battle is, is great, but the victory is won <laughs> in Jesus. So we rejoice in that. And I thank you. You know, I, I come to you today I was, I, in a special way. I, I, I'm just, I don't know what I'm feeling today. I'm, I'm a little, almost a little bit of a, I don't want to say foghead, which I usually probably am most of the time anyway. Getting over my food poisoning. I, th I, I still think it was food poisoning. You know, we were, Cheryl and I were discussing that this morning. I said, well, if it wasn't food poisoning, why didn't you get it? <laughs> so Cheryl's been obviously living with me for the past couple of days. And if it's this 24-hour thing that is so contagious, why didn't she get it? That's why I think it was food poisoning. Anyway, so be it. The, the Lord cleansed me. <laughs> the way I look at it, it was another cleansing from the Lord, if that's what it takes to do the work we're doing here. Uh, and I thank him for that. You know, there's always a very humbling moments there where the Lord says, okay, I need you to do this. I'm going to cleanse you good this time. And boy, did he. 
<laughs> anyway, I'm happy to be here, my brothers and sisters. Uh, there's great joy in my heart, but there's there's great there, there's a determination right now in my heart that I just feel we have to just there's so much to accomplish. And let me just kind of fill you in on what's going to happen. I mentioned to you yesterday what's going on the next couple of weeks. Of course, Cheryl and I will be here tomorrow. It is first Friday. Uh, we'll be here with Friday Live, as we always are, live, uh, God willing. Uh, Bill and George will be here at 6 o'clock. Now, uh, Bishop would normally be here tomorrow, but he called me earlier today. Uh, he's had a situation where it's going to prevent him from being here tomorrow, unfortunately. Uh, he'll be back next month at one point. Um because, and oh, Father Steve DeLacy and uh, the Vocation Hour will be on tomorrow night. Because tomorrow is first Friday. It's first Friday uh, schedule. Uh, first Saturday, first Sunday, first uh, first weekend, so to speak. And, and all those programs will air as they normally do. Uh, but then starting next week, because as I mentioned to you, through the enormous generosity of a board member and his wife, uh, we have received a an earmarked donation that's allowed us to purchase a brand new uh, control board here in the main studio, which we've been praying for for a long time. This is the board I'm using now is about 30 plus years old and uh, manufacturers out of business. Parts aren't being made. So we really need a new one. State of the art, digital, all the stuff that goes with it, the bells and whistles. Uh, but it's going to take some time to install it. So uh, beginning next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the following week on those same days, we're going to put repeat programs on for Come to Me and Friday Live uh, because we can't do any live programs in the studio. Uh, that also gives Cheryl and me a little chance to get away uh, for a little winter vacation. Um, and because uh, when we return, we're coming back. It's Lent. It's Cheryl's busiest time of year. Uh, it's just about a month before the Radiothon, probably my busiest time of the year. Uh, so we want to get away. You know, this is a time for us, kind of a lull between Christmas and uh, and Lent, especially for Cheryl, who's a director of music at her parish up there in Flemington, and director of liturgy. This is kind of a, a little the only, the only time, aside for a few months in the summertime, where she could really get away from her position. But anyway, so we're taking a little time off. There'll be repeats on. Everything else is normal. You won't notice any difference. So just notice that there are a few more rep there are repeats occurring in the course of uh, those days. Uh, God willing, I'll return on the 25th of February. That's the day before Ash Wednesday. Oh, that's Fat Tuesday. Well, we'll have a little Mardi Gras party, shall we? Because <laughs> Ash Wednesday is the 26th already, and then we enter the, into the beautiful season of Lent. But pray for us. Um, we're on a little journey, and uh, we will be traveling, uh, and um, we, I, I, we make a little pilgrimage out to Tonopah, Arizona, where, where Mother Angelica's our Lady of the uh, Solitude Monastery is uh, beautiful. Um, there are five uh, nuns out there in the monastery. Uh, it's a beautiful location. It's out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, you drive on dirt desert roads to get out there. It's great. I, we love it because um, it really is a place of, of uh, solitude. And so Our Lady of Solitude Monastery, Mother Angelica's Order, is out there. So we always go out there to pay a visit and make a little pilgrimage. And we will pray for you. And all of your intentions. What I love in, in their little church there, in the little chapel, is they have uh, uh, all the great saints, St. Therese and St. Clair. But there's a beautiful mural of Mother Angelica as well in their chapel standing by a satellite dish. It's beautiful. And, you know, Mother uh, means so much to me here and to us um, and all the work that we're doing here. Um, 
and we're very blessed to to have this opportunity, you know, to be able to do this, uh, to go out there and visit. And then, of course, when we come back, um, the first, I'm sorry, the second week in March, March 9th, which is a Monday, we've been invited down to EWTN, Cheryl and I, and we're going to be guests on At Home with Jim and Joy, and it will air that week, I believe, the 11th and the 13th of that week, March 11th, 13th. But while down there, we also have uh, we'll have discussion about some ideas I've had that the network uh, said, come on down, let's talk about it. So we'll get into a little bit more about that after that. I'm just putting it in God's hands, whatever his will is, but there's conversation there as well. I always try to expand the apostolate. I always think that, you know, there's so much we have the, the ability to do and the capacity to do and the, uh, the technology uh, to use, um, again, for God's greater glory, to build up the kingdom, to use the gifts that we and others who join us have. You know, I think about First Friday, you know, tomorrow, uh, Bill Maher, George Rose, who, who are now, I think, for almost five years, have been doing their Brothers in Arms program. And, and these are laymen uh, who are not professional radio people when I ask them to do it. They are now because they're great. Uh, and I think of people like, um, of course, the bishop, who's a pro behind the mic, uh, Cheryl, who's been doing this for many, many years, um, also, uh, uh, Coach McKenna and Father Jason, who just began their program. We think they've been doing this for years as well. Uh, Bruce, of course, with his his beautiful prayer uh, program, come to the throne. I mean, all these volunteers the Lord brings to us to to bring these local Catholic programs. Mike Walsh and, and the women down in Camden who produce Talking Catholic now for us. Um, and again, it's it's all to give God glory using these gifts of technology radio and, and video and, and uh, streaming audio and all the means of communication. We have to be here. We are in a war, my brothers and sisters. And you know the devil loves technology. The devil, devil loves radio. The devil loves television. The devil loves YouTube and Facebook. He loves all the social media. He's using it. And he's using it to per- pervert generations of individuals. We have to be here. We have to be here to proclaim the gospel day in and day out, not in a way that is so far advanced and above the normal and everyday average Catholic person. We don't want people to tune into domestic church media or watch our YouTube channel or Facebook page and say, I can never be like that. Those, those, are, those are people that are way beyond my spiritual realm. Listen, there are great saints for that. We all strive for that. But we're just like you. We're just average day, day in and day out Catholics struggling every day to live a faithful discipleship. You know, we're not holier than now. We never think we, we should be or are or would be. We're all brothers and sisters in the Lord. We're all children of, of, of God, and we're all faithful disciples trying to live a life in this world that is so hostile to what we believe, that tries to distract us from who we are, tries to call us away and yank us and pull us away from our baptismal call. We are called to go out there and evangelize. We are called to go out there and bring the light of Christ into a world of darkness. We are called to take this message of joy, hope, and salvation that comes in encountering Christ every day and share it with the world. And we do this together. You know, I sit here in this beautiful studio, which my goodness, just two, two years ago was dark and dingy and, and uh, damp, and it was just a. But here we are, two years later, again, through the generosity of, of a particular couple who made this all possible, as well as so many others who keep us operating day in and day out, that we are here, and I'm sitting in this studio 
by myself, although the Lord is here with me. He's right here in the chapel, right across the hallway. The Holy Spirit is here. And I can talk to literally and potentially millions of people every day. And who am I? I, I, I'm nobody. (laughs) I'm just like you. You know, I grew up in Jersey, born in Jersey City. I don't have uh, advanced degrees in theology. I, my, my major in, 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 at Seton Hall University, my BA, as, as far in advanced as my degrees go, is in communications. My minor was theology, but that was 40-some years ago. My witness to you comes from living the life that I've lived, from being inspired to read what I read, to, to get to know who I've known, and, and to... to, to uh, just delve into my faith as much as I can and to share it. And that's who we are here. And so we come to you every day in, in, in grateful uh, and joyful um, uh, ways to share this, this message. I, I had someone write me a little note oh, a couple months ago. I get notes every now and and thanks be to God they're all they're all very nice thank you, but I did get a little a little note with a twenty dollar donation I have to say so thank you for sending the twenty dollar donation, uh, but said that uh, was questioning why we're praying for this Maria who nobody knows, and I thought God knows who she is and why don't you want to pray why wouldn't you want to pray for this little person. You know, we're not here to do anything to serve God and, and to bring out his message and, and, and help people encounter Jesus in whatever way we can. I just, this is all done in prayer. Someone, Cheryl got a, there's something on Facebook yesterday. <laughs> Let's see, I got the exact quote about something. Cheryl made a, a, a positive comment about something that is dear to the hearts of so many of us who are faithful Catholics. And someone wrote back something, I'm not surprised, coming from someone who's spreading EWTN's message on static airwaves or something. <laughs> the devil hates us. Don't you know that? The devil hates us. So we, we, we laugh those ones away. Anyway, I, I went way beyond where I wanted to go <laughs> here. I was going to share with you uh, the Holy Father's. This is from, uh, let's see, this is from a homily he gave on... Let's see what the date was. I don't, I don't know what the point is. I'm not going to get to it now. Um, but he was talking about worldliness, a slow slide into sin. So maybe I'll just kind of paraphrase a little bit what the Holy Father said here before we take our first break, our break and come back to the catechism. But um, Pope Francis was... Uh, Reflecting on on David, uh, King David, in the first reading. This is from January thirty first last week. I guess it was last last Thursday, um, and he was talking about again the worldliness that attracts so many people, and he urged Christians to think a little about the spiritual atmosphere of one's life. I am careful and always need someone to tell me the truth. The reproach of some friends, the confessor, the husband, the wife of children. Who helped me a little. The story of the fall of a holy king like David, the Holy Father said, should make us realize that it can also happen to us, and we should be careful. We should also be aware of the atmosphere we live in. And he urged that the Lord send us a prophet, such as a neighbor, a son, a mother, or a father, who slaps us a little when we are slipping into the, this atmosphere 
where everything seems to be lawful. Isn't that something? And of course, he had uh, uh, teaching leading up to that, but talking about in a world that, you know, we live in a world today. Think about the world we live in considering uh, the world we grew up in. Now, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a child of the 60s. I was born in the mid-50s in the middle of the last century. Uh, my youth were, really ex, ex, went through the entire decade of the 1960s, uh, and, and I always reflect on that. You know, I think about what life in, in the U.S. was like in, in the year 1960, and just nine short years later, what it was like in 1969. It had, it, you know, turned 180 degrees, basically. Uh, in the 1960s, or, or the year 1960, it was a very innocent time. It was a very uh, a special time in this country. There was a young president and first lady and, and a lot of hope, and, and there was a lot of, uh, you know, the, the, the baby boomers were all uh, growing up now, and, and the, the, the men and women who had uh, survived the Second World War now starting families, starting lives of their own. Everything was pretty much pure and simple. <laughs> but by 1969, we had Woodstock. Uh, we had already had uh, three major assassinations in this country. We had had uh, the the uh, turnaround of the culture with our young people. We had had the free love, you know, culture come into the flower children, all that, and and, and just turned around. The devil took this that that decade and and twisted it. And since then, what have we become? What have we allowed the world to do to us? What is the world doing to our children? You know, what is the world telling our children as truth? What are we telling our children as truth? How are we letting them, allowing them to, 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 to grow up in this culture that is so contrary to what we know to be truth? Well, let me take a break. When I come back, we will go to the Catechism of the Catholic Church. So, my friends, you stay where you are. There's more to come on Come to Me. St. Paul Street Evangelization supports hundreds of teams of evangelists sharing the good news. But did you know that some of these teams are public prayer stations? Set up a sign on the sidewalk and offer prayer and encouragement to those you encounter. Everyone needs prayer. Try this new method of witnessing to Jesus. Contact St. Paul Street Evangelization to get started at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to 
Domestic Church Media. P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. Or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. God created each one of us, but he had in mind, regardless of how we look from childhood to old age, we change physically, but we don't change in his mind. Why? Because God has a specific degree of union with him, holiness, we call it, for every one of you. And it's all different. They were all different. And we are called to be different because it glorifies God. He just doesn't make robots. Now, why you say, well, why are some holier than others? Well, that's your fault. <laughs> that's not his fault. If we accept the good, the bad, and indifferent of every day, every day, we'll all be holy in a different way. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope, on these domestic church media stations. From Lahaska to Long Branch. Solberry to Seaside Park. Atlantic Highlands to Allentown. Ocean Grove to Oxford Valley. Little Silver to Lower Makefield. Proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Okay, welcome back, my friends. It is Thursday, February 6th, and uh, 2020, right? <laughs> I forgot. I forgot what year it was. Actually, I was, I was doing two things here at once, and I was going to the Catholic Men for Jesus Christ uh, um, website, but I went to the wrong one because there's a Catholic Men for Christ uh, website in St. Louis. But I wanted to mention and get all the details for the conference here coming up at the end of the month, uh, February 29th, which is a Saturday, Catholic Men for Jesus Christ conference, uh, which is Discipleship, The Greatest Adventure. And it's going to be Saturday, February 29th at St. Mary, Mother of God Church. That's over in Middletown, New Jersey. And it's the 23rd annual And let's see, the conference speakers uh, from uh, former 
New York Yankee, which is great, number twenty, number 25. Mark Teixeira will be the uh, guest speaker, as will Dr. Marcelino D'Ambrosio, who's a theology professor, author, and evangelist, and also Stephen Auth, who's an investment manager, author, and evangelist. Now, I know that we have a lot of friends who listen to this program who are in that business, um, who probably know of Mr. Auth, so he will be one of the guest speakers. They, they call him the... Um, he works down on Wall Street and he, evangel- he evangelizes down on Wall Street in addition to being a very successful uh, investment manager. So he's living his faith. He, the Lord is blessing him in many ways, and, of course, he's giving back in many ways. So Mark Teixeira, Dr. Marcelino D'Ambrosio, and Stephen Auth. Of course, there will be Mass that day, uh, celebrated, main celebrant uh, will be our Bishop, Bishop O'Connell. You can go to the website, catholicmenforjesuschrist.org. Now, don't do what I just did. <laughs> you Google Catholic Men for Jesus Christ or type in the uh, URL, catholicmenforjesuschrist.org. Make sure you say Jesus Christ, bow your head, at .org. If you just say catholicmenforjesus.org, you'll get an organization out in St. Louis. So it's catholicmenforjesuschrist.org. And all the information there, you can pre-register, I believe there's uh, a little discount for pre-registering. We will be there with a table, as we are every year, and uh, we're still working on some details to see if we can do a few special things there as well. Uh, but do, guys, uh, you know, mark your calendar, February 29th. It looks like I've been looking at the weather. You know, I, I'm just curious to see what the weather is for the rest of this month. And if you do a two—my my little app, my Weather Channel app, has a four uh, two-week two forecast— and between now and the 22nd of February, it looks like it's going to be in the 40s. You know, no, no, according to this app, there's no uh, major storms or anything. So we're praying that the weather stays that way through the 29th and even into March. I don't want to see any snow, um, but we'll pray it's a we'll pray it's a blessed day, a, a, a clear you know day, no 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 weather issues. Uh, but it is February 29th, a Saturday, and it's at St. Mary Mother of God Church in Middletown, New Jersey. But check out their website. It's all there. You can um, register there as well, catholicmenforjesuschrist.org. Again, don't put catholicmenforjesus.org because you'll get a, I just did it accidentally, and you got a, I got a website out in St. Louis. It's catholicmenforjesuschrist.org. Uh, also, before we go on to the catechism, thank you, Michael. Uh, we've got some great reviews for our uh, mobile app. Just downloaded your app the other day, and wow, it is terrific. Love the National Catholic Register and the Monitor and, of course, the Bible, plus Cheryl's Music. Yeah, I put a, little, I put a special little entry there for Cheryl's Music uh, Program, so you can listen to our music program. Um, it's something different than the barrage of the politician stuff and the other garbage that's out there. So, well, that's good to hear. It's a great way. It's a great resource. Again, you go to your app store and download the free Domestic Church Media app. That's all you have to do is search for Domestic Church Media and download the free mobile app. It's there for you, my friends. We put it there. I was so excited when we were able to get it up and running. Uh, it, came, it was brought to my attention, this new um, app developer, good Catholic organization down in Florida. And uh, boy, am I happy with it. And there's so much we can do with it. And again, using technology. You see, many. I tell you what, before we get to the catechism, I, I, I know I have so much to say today because I'm going to be away for, here for, from you for two weeks. Um, Many, many years ago, when we first, very, very, very first began the apostolate, and it was myself and two other gentlemen, and uh, I believe Cheryl was there as well, but they were saying, well, what are you going to call the apostolate? Do you have any thoughts about the name? And I have been praying, 
about it. And I said, you know, I want to call it domestic church media, domestic church media. And they understood the domestic church part because that from the Second Vatican Council, the, the council taught that the, the, the home, the family must be a little church, a domestic church. But they said, well, why aren't you calling it domestic church radio? This was back in probably 2002, 2001. Why aren't you calling it domestic church media? I said, because I'm sorry, why aren't you calling it domestic church radio? And I said, because I, I feel that one day we're going to have to go way beyond radio. It's going to have to be other media. Now, in 2001, I don't believe, if it was, nobody really knew much about it. There was YouTube or Facebook or uh, certainly there weren't the Amazon Echo and Google Home devices. Streaming audio was in its infancy. Um, mobile apps, pff, nobody knew what they were. The iPhone didn't come to existence until 2007. So, um, again, the whole not, I'm just a, I'm just a you know a dodo, as Mother Angelica would say. Uh, but the Lord, through His, his through His great um, divine intervention in 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 my life, inspired me to understand that there was going to be a great need for media, not just radio. That radio was great at the at radio. You know, I think about radio fifteen years ago, almost twenty years ago. That was it. You know, that as far as you know what Catholics could do in the media or television, but that was so expensive. But Catholics could just start getting into radio. But here we are with the opportunity to use so many more means of communication, uh, so many other forms of media. And so that's why we call it domestic church media. Go to your website, go to your uh, um, um, app store and search for domestic church media. Download the free domestic church media mobile app. You'll love it. It's free and it has so much on there uh, that you'll benefit Let's go to the catechism. We're going to just pick up where we left off last week, paragraph 822, talking about the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. This concludes the section on the one concerning for achieving unity involve concern for achieving unity involves the whole church, faithful and clergy alike, but we must realize that this holy objective, the reconciliation of all Christians in the unity of the one and only church of Christ transcends human powers and gifts. That is why we place all our hope in the prayer of Christ for the church, in the love of the Father for us, and in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, again, I said it last week or the week before. I mean, could you imagine if all Christian churches that are out there came into the fullness of truth into the Catholic Church, and this church became one as Christ intended it to be? The power and transformation of this world. But as the Catechism says, that the reconciliation of all Christians in the unity of the one and only Church of Christ, that being the Catholic Church, transcends human powers and gifts. That's why we place all our hope in the prayer of Christ for the Church, as he prayed in John 17, that all may be one. But as I said last week, you know, we want... This unity, just as Christ prayed for 2,000 years ago, that all may be one, let's start praying that prayer of John 17 in our church, that all in this one holy Catholic and apostolic church, one in this Catholic church, may become one, truly become one, under one shepherd, guided and taught by the bishops who are in union with him, as Christ intended it. 
It all begins here. And it's my prayer, my brothers and sisters, that we can do our little part in our little part of this world, and of course now we, we are out into the world, to unite, to bring people together. Jesus said we are many parts of one body. Jesus said, I am the vine, we are the branches. We're all called to be members of this one body. That, by the, by the way, my brothers and sisters, is the theme of our Radiothon this year. We are one body. And we're building up this body of Christ here, not just here anymore. Wherever the Lord allows this signal to reach. Now, this is the section of the Catechism that teaches from the Apostles' Creed on I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Well, we did the one. Now we're going to start the second section. The church is holy. Our catechism in paragraph 823 says, The church is held as a matter of faith to be unfailingly holy. This is because Christ, the Son of God, who with the Father and the Spirit is hailed as alone holy, loved the church as his bride, giving himself up for her so as to sanctify her. He joined her to himself as his body and endowed her with the gifts of the Holy Spirit for the glory of God. Now listen to what the Catechism says in paragraph 823. The church, then, is the holy people of God, and her members are called saints. This is not fantasy. This is not something that you... You know, turn on the Lifetime channel and, and, and watch, uh, or, or the Hallmark channel, some nice story. This is why we exist. This is truth. This is fact. This is who we are by virtue of our baptism. The church, then, is the holy people of God. That's you and me, my friends, and her members are called saints. You know, we have the church... Uh, a militant, that's us here on earth, fighting the good fight. We have the church suffering, the, the poor souls in purgatory, on their way to glory, but still having to undergo some purification. And the church triumphant, the saints in heaven, among whom one day we pray we'll be counted. We make it to heaven, my brothers and sisters, whether we're in the canon of the church or not, the list of saints that the church officially names or not, once we make it to heaven, we are saints. And that's what we're all called to be. Paragraph 824 says, United with Christ, the church is sanctified by him. Through him and with him, she becomes sanctifying. All the activities of the church are directed as toward their end, to the sanctification of men in Christ and the glorification of God. It is in the church that the fullness of the means of salvation has been deposited. It is in her that by the grace of God we acquire holiness. You know, as I'm reading this, I'm thinking, do we know anybody who's left the church? Do we know anybody who's not Catholic but often questions who we are? Read paragraph 824. And I'm going to read it again. Let's think about who we are. You're, if, you, if you're listening or watching this program now, more than likely you're a good practicing Catholic. That's why you have Catholic radio, Catholic media. That's why you watch and listen. 
then maybe there are some. And I've had in my 25 years of Catholic radio, I've I've had uh, many, many people tell me along the way that they just happened to have found us by accident. And then that began their journey of conversion or reversion. But paragraph 824 says, united with Christ, the church, remember the church is the holy people of God, is sanctified by him. Through him and with him, she becomes sanctifying. All the activities of the church are directed as toward their end to the sanctification of men in Christ and the glorification of God. Why do we live our faith? Why do we give witness to who we are as Catholics? Why do we even bother to strive to be good? Why do we not just give into the ways of the world and live the way the world would have us live? Remember, Jesus said that the father of lies is the prince of this world. There's a spirit of evil in this world. There's no denying it. We see it every day. And, you know, you and I, again, by virtue of our baptism, with this enlightenment of spirit, if we live a holy life or strive to live a holy life and remain in the state of grace, we have that, that, that well-informed Catholic conscience, hopefully, that allows us to discern good and evil and know good and evil. We know when there's, I don't know if you heard, I was, I was listening to uh, Open Line before with Father Larry, uh, just before I come on the air, and some woman, I didn't catch the whole story, but she had been married twice before, uh, or mar- I'm sorry, ma- married and remarried, and she was told that she was living in mortal sin, and she said, I got to tell you, she was, I, you're not going to believe this, or maybe it's hard to believe for someone who was supposedly raised Catholic, but I really didn't know that it wasn't okay to get, re- I got divorced and I got remarried. I didn't know it wasn't okay. How can I be in mortal sin? And Father Larry said, if you don't know it's a mortal sin, it's, 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 it's uh, obviously just by the, the action itself is, is just, you know, a, 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 a Catholic who's married in the church and then divorced and remarried without annulment, the, the act itself is, is disordered. But if you don't know that, you know, there are three conditions for mortal sin. The act has to be uh, uh, grave. The individual has to know it's grave, and the individual has to willfully and willingly do it. Those three conditions must be met to, to, to make it a mortal sin. But if one of those is missing, it can't be. But, but you know, we as, as, as members of this church, we've become so confused over the past 50 years about so many things. But we do know one thing, that the devil is so active in this world. He is the prince of this world. He's the father of lies. He's the father of, of, of division. But we, as the people of the holy people of God, the church, we are called, my brothers and sisters, to do all that we can to bring Christ into the world, to give glory to God, and to work on our our own personal sanctification and the the sanctification of others. It is the church, then, that fulfills the means of salvation— The fullness of the means of salvation has been deposited in the church. Everything we need. 
you know, I, when the catechism came out, when Holy Father St. Pope John the Great gave us, and I'm saying that now, by the way, St. Pope John the Great, I'm going to have to keep reminding myself to say that because Holy Father Pope Francis is releasing a book later this year, I think around uh, John Paul II's, the 100th anniversary of his birth, and that's the title of it. It's Reflections on John Paul II by Francis, by Pope Francis, and he calls the book St. John Paul the Great. So I guess he's giving him that official title now. So we can say now freely, I know other people have said it, but now it's kind of official because the Holy Father himself is saying it, St. John Paul the Great. Um, I lost my train of thought there. See, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't, I shouldn't allow myself to move into a direction where I had one thought going one way and one the other way. Um, uh, oh, when the catechism came out and, and, St. John Paul the Great gave it to us back in 1993, 27 years ago. A great gift to the church. The first official catechisms in 400 years. How many Catholic homes have a catechism in it? How many people pick up a catechism and read it? I'm, I, this is why I, 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 tell you, I tell you what, I've been doing this Catholic radio for 20, almost 25 years. That'd be 25 years in November. And at least once, one program a week in those 25 years, I've dedicated to the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Just to, and I probably have gone through the whole thing in the course of that time, because we have to listen to what the Church teaches. We have to know who we are. We have to know our faith. We can't give it. We can't live it. We can't share it if we don't know it. And the Catechism gives us everything we need because the Church gives us the fullness of the means of salvation. The fullness of all truth has been deposited in the church. Every other Christian denomination is lacking something. We love them. But they're still lacking something. They've left something behind to start their own church. There was something about the deposit of faith in the Catholic Church that they either disagreed with, didn't like, rejected, and said, I'm starting my own church. You can't do that. Jesus gave us the fullness of all we have, of all we need for anybody to say, well, eh, I, I think I don't like that part. I don't agree with that part. I don't want to do What do you think of Henry VIII? Was that the king who, who got married and wanted, wanted to... Uh, Wanted to get a divorce, and ah, so I'll start my own church. Martin Luther King, and Martin, no, I'm sorry, God forgive me. Martin Luther said, you know, I don't believe in this. I don't want that. Started his treatise, and and and, and I still remember the picture from grammar school of, of Martin Luther hammering the treatise on the doors of Catholic churches. I don't know what that still is in my mind. But Jesus wanted one church. Jesus prayed the night before he died in John 17. Read it, that all may be one as you and I, Father, are one. And as the Catechism says in paragraph 824, it is in her, the church, that by the grace of God we acquire holiness. If you are a Catholic and your parents gave you the gift of your faith, Live it. It's the greatest gift you have received because it's the gift that will bring you home to God. It's the gift that will allow you in this life to 
walk a path of righteousness to the Father's house. It's a gift that will assist us in times of trouble. <laughs> it's a gift. And as I was reading today in, in morning prayer, in, and I'm going to go I'm going to do this real quick because I can go right to my domestic church media app and share this with you because in our domestic church media app, we have uh, morning prayer, and I can do that by just a couple of re- really quick clicks here to share the reading from 2 Corinthians out of this morning's morning prayer. Praise be the God, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all consolation. He comforts us in all our afflictions and thus enables us to comfort those who are in trouble with the same consolation we have received from him. And we have shared much in the suffering of Christ, so through Christ are we to share abundantly in his consolation. Think about your life in Christ, your life in the church, in the course of your life, all the times you've fallen back on, thanks be to God, I have my faith. Thanks be to God, I know Jesus who's carrying me through right now. Thanks be to God, I have been given this gift by my family, my parents, my godparents, to allow me to walk this path of righteousness to the Father's house so one day I can be with him forever in heaven. Okay, now I'll pick this back up in two weeks because, again, putting repeats on starting next Tuesday as we get the studio redone. But Cheryl and I will be here tomorrow live for Friday Live at 4 o'clock. So join us then tomorrow uh, at 6. Bill and George will be here with Brothers in Arms, Father Steve DeLacy at 7. Bishop cannot be here tomorrow. He's had a situation that's come up, prevents him from being here. But anyway, tune in tomorrow, 4 o'clock for Friday Live. God bless you and God love you.